All right. I have a children's melatonin that I'm going to take halfway through. <laughs> Why don't you take it now and see how long you can last? Also, a children's melatonin. That's all I need. Also, a melatonin. Yeah. I don't feel like those have ever worked. Oh, oh I love them. I'm on the and I've, I've, I've taken my Monjaro. I'm ready to go. I have no clue what that is. Oh, I'm on Monjaro. Did I talk to you about this? What is Monjaro? A weed from no, Central it, Asia? <laughs> it does sound like that. It's um, it's a diabetes medication, but I'm using it for weight loss. Oh, wow. Off-label, huh? Is it a prescribed medication? Yes. And who prescribed it to you? My doctor. For weight loss. Uh-huh. I had to make sure a lot of insurances aren't covering it for weight loss, but mine does, so. Yeah, it sounds a little suspicious if you ask oh, me. Oh, it's not. You just don't know about it. <laughs> so, but it does make me feel like n nauseous if I, it's kind of like when you, um, when people have a, like a bypass surgery, you know, and they like can't eat anything. <laughs> Yeah, but those people are also very, very fat. Yeah. It's not that. I'm just saying, like, the same sort of idea uh, where you have to worry about, you have to be conscious of what you eat because if you sort of eat something that's, like, very fried, um, if, if you eat a lot of it or just maybe, like, half of what you normally would eat of that, it will make you feel pretty nauseous. Wait, it's an injection. Yeah. What is this is insane. It's not. I find it to be insane because <gasps> let's talk about it. I didn't know that I hadn't talked to you about it. It just seems like something I've never known doctors in the past that maybe I'm completely wrong on this front to just prescribe someone a medication to help to help them lose weight unless they are like obese, severely obese. Yeah. Not just vanity driven. Well, let's talk about it. Let's make that the topic. Manjaro. Yeah, Manjaro. I mean, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm drinking a coffee. So you're gonna. Woo! All right, I'll take my I'll take my melatonin when we start. How long does it take to kick in? I mean, if it really is gonna kick in early. No, nah, it's only it's. If I really wanted it to kick in, I would take two. But this is just like just just a little nudge over the cliff. And what if there's a window? Is there a window of, uh, you have to fall asleep during that window? I sometimes feel like that's true, but I don't know if that's just in my head. Like Ambien, if you can survive the window, then you're going to sit there and feel good, apparently. Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't make you feel good afterwards. You just, I feel like sometimes I just miss my window and then I don't fall asleep. I've never known it to work. I've never. Oh, I love it. I don't think there's anything that's supposed to put me to sleep that's ever put me to sleep. When I used to work at the radio station early mm -hmm. when I was an intern, you know, I was living in the dorms at first and people were up all hours. Oh, God. Yeah. You can't go to bed at like 8 p.m. I would try to take some of that over the counter. Sleep aid. Nothing. I got nothing out of that shit. Really? Well, I've never taken a sleep aid like that. I've only taken melatonin. Don't people have weird dreams on melatonin? That's what they say, but I have had no effects like that. When is the sleep aid over the counter? Unisom? Unisom? 
Is it? That's one. Yeah, that that is one. I just think of no does, which I know is the opposite. It's the opposite. <laughs> the other one's just called does. Maybe it is unisom. Why are you saying unisom? That's what it is. S O M. Som. Yeah, unisom. That that's S U M. No, that what be, you're saying. Sure, but unisom. Whatever. An O can be pronounced unisom. the way I'm pronouncing it. Som. Unisom. <laughs> I guess Unisom sleep gels contain that diphenhydramine. <gasps> Dextromethorphan? No. Oh. This is diphenhydramine. Oh. Whatever. Because I'm with you. I can't take uh, NyQuil. It makes me insane. So uncomfortable. It also tastes absolutely disgusting. Ugh. Horrible. Green. What is, oh. what is the flavor? Isn't NyQuil sometimes red? Flaves of NyQuil. Cherry? Who decided cherry is the medicine flavor? There's a cold and flu. Severe. NyQuil severe seems to be berry. That's a strawberry and a blueberry. Ew. But I just want to know. There's no way that there is any... Almost like... I guess if you have a very sophisticated palate... Like, if you taste whiskeys and you don't just taste gasoline the entire time, and you're like, hmm, yes, fruity oaks, wooden smoke, you know, if you're tasting <laughs> nightglow and you're like, hmm, yes, overripe blueberry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just a, just a, the, the slightest whiff of a, a, a strawberry. I can't get a straight answer on what the green flavor is. Just green. Does it think it's apple? There doesn't seem to be. Let's go to Reddit. I hate going to Reddit for content. It's not like uh, it's like BuzzFeed. Reddit? BuzzFeed just fucking rips off Reddit threads and posts them. Oh, because I love going to Reddit. That's where I get I feel like the inside scoop on what really is happening with anything. Well, (laughs) well, okay, not anything more like, um, people's experience like real experiences with you know products or something see nobody has an answer on this i've always thought it tastes like black licorice where the red tastes like concentrated kool-aid this person says sour milk (laughs) which obviously (laughs) is not the flavor but there i guess there's not an assigned flavor to nyquil whatever i haven't started the show start the fucking show Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. I was saying about BuzzFeed is half the time those articles, like 25 instances of a person's ex being completely out of touch. And then they show Oh, and that's just coming from people saying, can you, like, this is something that happened to me. Yeah, it's it's some Reddit thread usually. Hmm. You know, relationships, for example, the subreddit. And then people post... Uh, someone posts a screenshot of a time an ex asked them some ridiculous thing, and then people follow up with their stories about it in the comments. And then BuzzFeed, I think they credit it now, finally. Okay. They say, oh, Redditor so-and-so, they give you the the handle, the username, 
and then uh, and they give you the subreddit. But in the past, they didn't do that. They would just pass it off as their own. And they, still, the fact they're making money off of this. They're selling advertisement. People are coming and reading articles that are straight rips of Reddit threads. And then BuzzFeed attaches articles to it. Then they've got their serious news wing. Where, <laughs> despite us doing this shit... We've got the side we want you to take very seriously. We want you to know that this is true, hard-hitting journalism. Mm -hmm. BuzzFeed News. Separate entity. Well, you should have given it a different name. Because BuzzFeed is already associated with shit content. I'm not saying there's not a place or a time for it. Sometimes you want to read the shit content. But once you've established yourself as the bringer of the shit... I think it's difficult to have people put their trust and faith in your journalistic reporting. Okay. And then they've already said they're going to start leaning on AI to write their articles. Great. What What are you going to lose? I mean, I, this means normal BuzzFeed. I mean, yeah. Why are you so invested in BuzzFeed and what it's doing? Well, because we were just looking up Reddit, and it made me think that BuzzFeed. Oh, that I, was I don't in, think anybody BuzzFeed is something like legitimate or serious i was annoyed that i was going to reddit to find an answer to con to create content for our show that's what was happening oh so you're saying like you're no good you're I'm not no better i read no better that's what i meant. resorted yeah. to reddit just to spew no, back that's not true. just because one place uses reddit as a source doesn't mean that you suck like buzzfeed <laughs> yeah it does yeah it does okay. well you hold yourself up to really impossible standard i shouldn't be finding my my content on buzzfeed my fiance said i drink nyquil like a fine scotch and then the person shows a picture of nyquil in a margarita glass with salt around the rim that's funny isn't it (laughs) so i'm looking at the inactive ingredients of the green nyquil and it doesn't seem to have anything that has anything close to what i can see as a flavor except for like sucralose which is just sugar and citric acid this is the mystery the mystery of the night what is oh it just says flavor (laughs) it just says flavor it says it says alcohol citric acid d and c yellow number 10 fd and c green number three fd and c yellow number six flavor glycerin (laughs) glycol water sodium benzoate like the bush song glycerine don't let the bad moon ride again what is what is that fucking song about it's about a woman (laughs) is it yeah aren't they all about women ultimately or drugs it's either about heartbreak or drugs i shouldn't say women Alone all the time. Are you in one? Do you why? Yeah, I shouldn't Thing say. Is Ray, everything gray, strawberry fields. You have to let me clear this. <laughs> you have to let me clear this. And the, I shouldn't have said women about love and heartbreak because there's bands like uh, Bell and Sebastian, where the lead singer sings about boys and girls. Yeah, glycerin. Is what is that? Why is he singing about glycerine? 
He felt there was something ancient Sorry. and mystical about it. Easier on you. I don't get me wrong. I loved Bush growing up. And then I realized, what am I even listening to? What is he saying? I the, have no oh, idea. The Beatles song Strawberry Fields Forever is referenced in the line, we live in a wheel where everyone steals, but when we rise, it's like strawberry fields. What does that mean? It doesn't matter what it means. Right there, you and your love for the Beatles should be satisfied, satiated. Mm. You should say this song with his reference is one of the best <laughs> things I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and then he talks about the Beatles and the meaning of the song in an interview with Fuse. It's a cynical world. Strawberry Fields is the Beatles reference because when people think of that song, it makes them happy. It elevates you and it lifts you up. For me, it's like a soft pillow. Most of my lyrics and most of the songs I've written are about rising up against struggle and what you do within problems uh, like the human condition. What you do within problems like the human condition. How we can screw up and how we can make up for it and what we can escape from and what we can win. There you go. I was laughing about, I was listening to Lithium, I think, on uh, Sirius XM. And I was listening to everything's in, everything's in, I don't think so. And at the end, you know, it's like, Zan, Zan, I don't think so. You know, and then at the very end, it just goes like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just ends with him going, shit. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I just imagined him in the studio going, Shh. <laughs> Bush frontman Gavin Ross Delroe glycerine about his relationship with his girlfriend at the time. See, a model named Jasmine Lewis, who is credited as a backup vocalist on the 16 Stone album. Rostell dated her for about five years before their breakup, which was exacerbated by busy schedules that kept them apart. Oh, Gavin's next relationship was with Gwen Stefani, whom he met with her band, no doubt, when they were opening for Bush on the 16 Stone Tour. They got married in 2002. I met in the 90s. And then at some point, he cheated on her with the nanny, I think it was. Then they got divorced, and then she married, what, that guy? Trent Country Boots. Yeah, country guy. And her whole face looks different. That was my Gwen Stefani. Did you think it was okay? I didn't notice. Oh. My Gwen Stefani. No, it's not. not that great. I'm just a girl in the world. You shouldn't make fun of that. That was empowering. I think about being in middle school and all the bands were fronted by men. And then you had this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you had Alanis Morissette, but that was. That was awesome. That's what that was. Yeah. But that, well, Alanis Morissette was considered uh, mainstream trash by like Lilith Fair fans. It was no. There are plenty of. It was. It was. It was that she was a ska like sort of rocking band, and she was the lead. Who? Gwen Stefani. I'm not. I cut her out because I brought up Alanis Morissette. Oh. And then I feel like there were Lilith Fair fans and Alanis Morissette fans, and the Lilith Fair fans thought they were a little more high class. You're trying to bust, you try to cuss some cops when someone to bust out of Orleans Avenue. Hey. And then you had Gwen Stefani, who, yes, it was just cool in front of a band that even. It's me, Gwen Stefani. Even dudes liked it. 
They, it was no, she was cool. Listen, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just making fun of how she sounds because she had a really interesting way of talking. And then she. Uh huh. This my shit. All the girls would have been that good. No, that was later on. Yeah, I know. That was when she was on her own. Woo! <laughs> Stupid song. Man, three years taking care of. Three years this nanny was taking care of the boys. Oh. Mindy Man was oh. her name. <laughs> Gavin Ross still cheated. Anyway. And then Glenn, uh, Gwen ducked out of there. He was staying at home at that point. Why they even need a nanny? He wasn't playing anymore, was he? She was the bigger star. Maybe yeah, that, that's why maybe he felt was. inferior. Yeah, of course. Who knows what she was doing on the road? Probably nothing. Probably calling and checking in on the boys and her husband. How are the boys, Gavin? All right, we can get off of this topic. All right, should I take my melatonin now or later? I thought you were supposed to take it. I've been I'm drinking this cup of coffee. I'm taking it now. It's a gummy. Mm. There's this new store that opened up down the street that sells uh, gummies and, nat- and nuts and candies. <laughs> oh, is it your favorite store in the world? Uh, it's it's marketed as a nut store, and they have dried fruits. Weird. I was walking on the sidewalk. It just opened, and it's getting a lot of business, and... Uh, I was walking towards it tonight with Christina, and then some guy was walking away from it with his girlfriend. He's like, they have all the dried fruits in the world there. It's like, what, you're excited about the dried fruits? What a fucking lame life you live. When what? The, who's excited about dried fruit? <laughs> um. Nobody eats dried fruit because they enjoy it. They eat it because they want a snack, and they're trying to be healthy, and they say, you know what? This is better than candy or something sugary. Okay. Even though I guess there is sugar in dried fruit, but uh, you get some fiber. Some vitamins, and I've never heard anyone get so worked up. It's like, oh, the dried fruits in the world. <laughs> I don't trust them. I didn't trust that guy. I don't trust most people. Yeah. So what's different? He just he helped confirm it. Any real person would say. About any real person would say, "Oh my God, they've got all these different types of cashews. They've got uh, curry cashews, <laughs> and there's Oreo covered cashews." I've, that I could get excited over. There's salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Dried fruits. Salt and pepper? Yeah, salt and pepper is good. It's not different than salt. You just add pepper onto it. So it is different. Eh, but it's not that I don't much need the pepper. It's not like it's so strange. Salt and peppy. Ask okay. people if they love salt and pepper chips. They say yes. I'd prefer pepper sprinkled on with my salt. If you just ever, pepper. If you ever find yourself uh, in an Utz store, you want to get some Utz chips? That's salt and peppers. An Utz store. Yeah, that's the best. Are you from another world? What do you think is better, kettle? You like An kettle Utz crisps? Store? You like kettle? Yeah, I do love kettle. No, kettle breaks anything. your, cuts your gums and pulls out your fillings. No, I don't have. I have strong American teeth. <laughs> kettle, kettle <laughs> chips are so disgusting. <gasps> are you serious? Yes. They're Kettle sharp. Chips are the best. They're always all folded over onto each other, which are the best chips in the bag. Yeah, they're yeah, that makes them thicker. It makes them more durable and amazing. 
It's like better chewing through brick mortar at that point. I think you just have sensitive little. I don't have sensitive little teeth. teeth. I don't. Teeth sensitive. Can't eat a chip. I've got some of the strongest teeth around. Apparently not, because you have trouble eating kettle chips. No, I didn't. Everyone they has. They break my teeth. It's like having a brick and mortar. I said them. they cut gums and say they, like a, you eat razor blades, your gums are going to slice and it has nothing to do with the strength of your teeth. You use a little bit of logic. That's the comparison. I My teeth take care of the harshness of, that you're referring to in these chips uh, before they get a chance to cut my gums. My teeth are the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Yep. My ma- my throat just made a weird noise. It went... <laughs> so, yeah, it's trying to expel this melatonin that you shoved down there or, or <laughs> yeah. your Mongo Jerry, whatever drug you were prescribed. <laughs> Mongo Jerry. <laughs> what was it called? I got it for my rumple teaser. Yeah, what is it called? Manjaro. Yeah, I was pretty close. Yep, really close. Right, so fill me in with this. Does let me ask you this: Does your doctor tell you if anyone asks, it's for this? No, because I talked to her about it first. I messaged her, and what'd you say? She said, "I said, uh, I want to. Can I have this? <laughs> can you can you prescribe this? I want to do it." And she said, "Check and see if it's covered under in your health insurance." You just have to make sure that it's covered for weight loss and not diabetes because she won't code it for diabetes, you know? Uh, So Um, she's honest. Yeah, of course. Not like the doctor that I went to the one time to film a documentary was injecting ozone into people's bloodstreams, which is a gas. What? what, Yeah, it's a gas? Yeah. But I thought ozone was like a combo of different gases. It's a, it's O3, so what? Is it, is it O3? Is ozone? That might be right. Ozone. How many molecules in ozone? That's, we'll get down to the bottom of this. Trioxygen, so O3. All right, so it's just an extra, but this idea is that it's, uh, and the word's slipping my mind now. There's a very specific term for it, but it, uh, kills things it's like not okay. a oh uh, help with joint pain and wound healing yeah like a IV di- ozone treats diseases such as immune disorders breathing disorders and diabetes and kills bacteria and viruses which may help in eradicating some diseases this is alternative disc therapy.com <laughs> so yeah it's just, I trust that <laughs> you shouldn't trust it nobody should trust this a disinfectant yeah. people think it's a, like a disinfectant that uh, will serve as like a okay. natural antibiotic or something like that and we went to this doctor and, you know, because I worked for that quack, that right. crazy guy, Gary Knoll, making his documentaries because I needed money when I shouldn't. I really shouldn't have. Look, he was going to do it anyway. That's how I justified it. Like when people say, you shouldn't be using plastic. I'm like, eh, you know, the plastic, I could say I'm not going to buy any more plastic, but the plastic's already in the store. So it's not like me not buying the plastic has kept the plastic from being made. Right. And that's how I justified this. He was going to get it done either way. So I'll, I'll take the $40 an hour mm-hmm. and I'll shoot this documentary and I'll ask them not to put my name in the credits. And Smart. we went to this doctor and he's, he has, he really has like a syringe, a giant syringe. 
filled with ozone and he's injecting wow. it directly into someone's bloodstream. And I guess you have to be very careful because you can create an air bubble, which could kill the person. Right. And he asked me as I was filming, please don't show my face. Don't show anything that can identify me in the office because it wasn't on the up and up. And this guy was a podiatrist. <laughs> it was God but knows. Wait, it's a gas. So how could it create an air bubble if it is a gas? What do you what, what do you mean? Well, when you put so when you put air into a liquid, blood, you're putting it into the person's bloodstream. Yeah. It can create a bubble in your bloodstream. You don't want any kind of gaseous bubbles in your bloodstream. Right, but that's what he's doing by injecting a gas into your blood, right? No, but you, there's a way to inject it, I guess, where it keep, you can keep the bubbles from happening. I don't understand. Isn't it, so it's just one large bubble instead of many little bubbles? No, there's no bubbles. I don't, I don't know the mechanism. But isn't a bubble a pocket of gas? I, don't, I think you put it in at a certain speed and angle, and it kind of just mixes instead of forming <laughs> okay. a bubble with sense. the... You know, the bubble's got the integrity of the surface tension and the holding yeah. it together. I, I don't understand how injecting a gas into a liquid, how you don't create a bubble. If you, okay, let's say you take an air pump and you put it in a uh -huh. bucket. Yeah. And you just slowly release the air in there. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to create a bubble. I don't know how. I don't get it. No, that's just not, slowly. With slow, it, does, it doesn't fucking matter because nobody should be doing this. And I don't think there's any real safe way to do it. And even if there's a yes, safe way to do it. Yes, it says in 2019, the FDA stated that ozone is toxic and has no proven medical applications. Yes. Which anybody should who's be in focusing that alternative medicine thing is like, <laughs> the FDA, of course. <laughs> and then the guy I worked for stole the business away from this doctor. So... I think he also learned how to do it, and then he had a nurse do it, and the people just used to come to his office, which was an old theater on the Upper West Side, and they would sit there, mm -hmm. and she'd inject them with ozone. Damn, that's wild. You stole this. So no, I'm not. Illegal this business. This is not a quack pseudoscience. You're not involved in is what you're saying. No, it's what's not the pro what's the proper use for it? Um, it's an A1C inhibitor i think it's supposed to help it's supposed to help with diabetes patients like i think it helps that i don't really know exactly i think it's something about like your uh how your body deals with sugar in its system um and how it deals with your di digestion so that your insulin levels are more controlled by your own body versus needing to inject insulin the A1C test, also known as the hemoglobin A1C or HbA1C test, is a simple blood test that measures your average blood sugar levels over the past three months. So I don't know what the inhibitor does. I, but I assume it just keeps your blood sugar down if it's helping with diabetes type 2. Yeah, I think it's it's it, ultimately it's supposed to help your body manage its own insulin levels because it, I don't know, it for me, what it's doing is slowing down my digestion. Um, so, but it's also doing some other thing. Okay. So just, um, I guess, uh, on paper, 
maybe it's it slows down your digestion so you don't feel so you feel fuller longer and you you don't sort of need to eat as often um mentally what it's done is taken away a lot of noise when it comes to food a lot of weird stuff like um fuging out and eating um urges to eat things that i i kind of don't want but i i really do you know like or like continue to eat something just because i like the texture or i like the hot and the cold you know like i like a hot and a cold combo in my mouth <laughs> like a like a like a hot um like a like a wing and a cold ranch you know that kind of thing <laughs> does that make sense like a hot pocket dipped in a cool ketchup sure yeah a, a hot fry and a cold because yeah something like that um just a hot lots dog of these little things dipped in ice cream yes perfect you're talking about example. temperature not spice yes i'm sorry i'm talking about temperature so just little things where you're just enjoying the food um not because you still want to eat it i'm sorry not because you still like are hungry um and sometimes you're not even like tasting it anymore it's just anyway so it's just taken away a lot of this sort of um I call it noise in my brain about eating. And I've lost 20 pounds. That's good. That's a lot. How long have you been taking it? I should I should start taking it then. I should ask for it. I've been taking it for... I just took my eighth dose today. How often do you take it? Oh, you inject it. Oh, you inject it. That's right. Every week. Do you inject it yourself? It's nothing. It's like, it's not like what you think where you like have to suck in a vial and like turn it upside down and then like flick it. You know, it's nothing like that. It comes preloaded. All you do is you, it's like this big pen and you turn the top of it to unlock it. And then you just like touch your skin with it and you press this button at the top and it pushes the needle down and then it snaps like it, it clicks again. So you click it once and that's it going down. And it continues to inject and then it clicks back up and that's how you know you're done and it's over. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, that seems to be the standard insulin pen now. Oh, okay. I guess some, yeah, maybe rules. some maybe some people still get the the needles that you associate with heroin use and the vial right. like you're talking about. But when I dated Molly, who was diabetic, it was the same thing. She had a long-acting insulin and a short-acting and they were both in those oh, different okay. pens with little twist top yeah so i know what you're i know what you're talking about oh so you're well versed i still once she took the little pin prick of my finger so we could test my blood sugar and the thought of that piercing my skin and releasing the liquid inside of me made me feel really (laughs) sick and lightheaded i have that too if i see too if i see too much of my own blood that's like bleeding, not like menstrual blood. <laughs> then I get like, it's called that. That's that's what we talk about with um, Dr. Joe and that vasovagal reaction. That's what I get. I get dizzy and lightheaded and I feel nauseous. Anytime I have blood drawn at the doctor, it's the same thing. And Oh, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty tough about that. I just don't look or try to yeah, think about it. Yeah, I don't either. It. But 
you know, one of the times I went in and I really thought I was going to be, I was going to pass out. Like it was, I was fighting passing out and it was Uh all in my head. It wasn't low, you know, like, Oh, here's a cookie. I know. I think it's just because I over, like sometimes I can get a vaccine and I think about it and it's like, Oh my God, this is just floating through my blood now. This is just (laughs) in my body and it's spreading out. Yeah. And that can really set me down a path of panic. And one of the reasons your body's like all systems shut down. I mean, it happened with the, the second COVID shot. I was sitting there in that waiting room and I just started internally panicking because I thought of this external foreign substance that was injected to me and how it was floating so I, around. I, I don't react necessarily that way totally, but I have been taking my uh, injection later and later. Um, what do you do with the thigh? Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I alternate thighs. Um, 20, 20 but I do pounds, it later huh? and later. Because, huh? 20 pounds, huh? 20. I know. It's wild. So anyway, I was, I, 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 when I would do it right in the morning because I was excited, you know, like, oh, it's majority. Uh, I would, I, I would start to like think about it and wonder if I'm feeling weird and then. I wouldn't be able to tell if I was actually feeling weird or if it was me just thinking about, am I feeling, you know? So I take it at night now so I can just go to bed and not think about it. But it does um, have side effects. There's a lot of people that have had no side effects. And then there are some people that have so many side effects that they stop taking it. And then, you know, anywhere What are the common side effects? What's that? What are some of the common side effects? Um, Headaches and nausea and i find like if you you have to be super like you gotta you gotta hydrate bitch like you gotta hydrate you cannot like your new job is drinking water and i bought all these liquid ivs to help me um because sometimes if you just like aren't drinking a lot of water that day you get such a headache so i have headache medicine all the time and then um you hook yourself up to an iv yeah well, liquid IV. You know what that is? That powder? Oh, no. Oh, it's delicious. It's amazing. It's the best, like, supplement. It's, like, actually tastes really good instead of, like, Gatorade, which is, like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. It's actually Wait, so really what, do you nice. just mix this in with water? Yeah, 16 ounces of water. And it's, like, drinking, like, two glasses of, like, Wait, what is it? What is it? Like, extra wet or something? <laughs> I think it has salt in it, you know? And so it helps... And maybe some vitamin or something. I'm not sure, but I know Pedialyte. A lot I, would, of... I would start drinking the Pedialyte. Well, see, that doesn't taste very good. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't taste that good. Yeah, and I feel like this tastes really good. So anyway, I'll, I drink a lot of that. And then, um, yeah, just being like careful with what you eat. Making sure you get a, a lot of protein. Stuff like that. So I have like... Yeah, you just... I don't know. It's I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm try- I think I'm trying to commit suicide with food. I'm convinced. Over the past like week. slowly? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting to the point, you know, being 41, it's like, uh, those arteries probably can start clogging now. So. Yeah, I don't, but you've I, thought that for 10 years. Yeah, but I've upped the terrible eating. Also, I was thinking this right 10 years ago, and I would eat pizza. I would go out to the pizza place and just eat that. And I don't know how awful... I was eating, but I wasn't eating great. But recently, for whatever reason, this past week, 
I'm not a person who used to eat a lot of fat fast food, but <laughs> I had Wendy's one night, McDonald's the second night. So back to back, Wendy's, McDonald's, and then pizza twice. Uh, okay. Why not? Just end it. I think that's uh I want to eat healthy. I think that I want to eat healthy, but I have no clue on how to eat healthy. And anytime anything healthy is presented, it just seems not appealing. It's like the thought of a mm. salad. Like no. No. There's nothing appealing about that. And I know that people are going to say that's the the trick that the food industry has played on you. They've got you hooked. They're in their grasps. And so your body doesn't associate. It's like, I don't know how to get through it. And I don't, I used to cook for myself, but if at this point I have to cook for two people, it's like, I don't have enough confidence because if I ruined something before, it wasn't that good. It's like, well, whatever. I don't care about eating that much anyway. So I'll just scarf this down and I'll eat it. And it's not a big deal, but now I have to make something that actually tastes good. And I don't want to screw up, so I just don't cook anything unless it's soups. Well, because I'm I feel like at, that's like a self-sabotage. I'm good at soups. I can make soups, but who wants it? But they have to do the dishes. That's a whole thing to clean up. The stove well, gets the in grease Well, you're in New York City. It's crazy that you would eat conventional fast food. I understand having it once in a while because it's like the devil you know, or it's like bad good good no bad. you're right i for years and years living here i didn't eat conventional fast food i just didn't yeah. have it at all i don't know why i started leaning into it to like, give me taco bell yeah because i would <laughs> not like you're with all the pizza that's around here this week i didn't have papa john's but I, sometimes I, i'm getting papa john's ew the stuffed crust so delicious well <laughs> i've never liked stuffed crust ever and i know that you live ew. in new york with so much pizza. It's like, why the fuck would you buy that? No, I get it. You know, for once in a while, like I said, it's like a nostalgia almost. But I don't even know if it's that because I was never that nostalgic for fast food because growing up, we never had it. Oh, you didn't? I mean, rarely. I, I'm not well, saying it's been a treat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm not saying never, but my mom was really against that shit. But she was also against fats and red meats well, like we'd have that stuff sometimes yeah. but it was uh, with spaghetti and meatballs get out of here we never had that It'd just be spaghetti with marinara sauce but no meats maybe she gave you like kind of an eating disorder no i don't think because now you're like ice cream for breakfast i don't think i mean pizza don't get me wrong there were other snacks Fried around like fucking and make it gushers or gushers and dunkaroos and shit tasty oh, okay. cakes I, I like the way she would draw the lunch like little debbie it's like no i'm not buying that that's shit but then there would be tasty cakes as if they were bad maybe they had <laughs> well, less from philly yeah i understand pennsylvania <laughs> i understand that they're from philadelphia and that there is an attachment there but maybe they were a little better but they're not good so no of course they're made in like the same way that little debbie's made i'm sure I don't know. I'm way, I weigh 207 pounds now. So I've put on some weight. You really shouldn't go by what the scale says. Oh, I should, go, should go by what the scale says. You should go how your says. clothes feel and how you feel in your body. Well, I got to get on this manga, Jerry, it sounds like. Because I ain't going to go to the gym, I'll tell you that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that would maybe... Once the plaque's in your arteries, you can't get it out, right? Unless you have a the surgery. No. That's the point. The surgery is a stint which opens the artery so that the plaque can come through. 
Yeah, but I mean, could you go just run a lot and have your heart beat to the point where you thought it was going to explode and the pressure that's built up pushes the, where does it go? Does the plaque go at that point? It circulates in your body and then like you piss it out or something? Or you poop it? <laughs> don't, I don't know. So what happens? I don't know if that's what happens. <laughs> Maybe if, if What you, is plaque? If it breaks down, then I guess. What is it? Uh, I, I think of it as like hardened cheese. If you get, I know. If you get, I thought of it as dip, like 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 um like bacon grease and how it like turns white. Yeah, that's what I think of. But it. But that's not what that is. It can't be what that is. I think it's similar. If you get the cheese dip from the Mexican restaurant that serves American Mexican food, uh huh, and you just let it sit, and the way it hardens on the, the that skin forms. <laughs> well, the skin's different. The skin's at the top, but. You know, if you eat most of it, but you can't eat it all, and it's still kind of... Oh, yeah, and it gets, like, plastered on the sides. Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay. But it can't be that, because your fat... Okay, so, like, the fat is being digested in your body, and I would think that the parts that aren't digested, like, you can't digest them, you, like, shit them out. And that's why you have, like, greasy diarrhea poops, because you've eaten so much fucking fat. Or maybe it's, like, plaque on your teeth. It's just this hard thing. I just know it builds up That's in your calcium. artery. I know it builds up in your artery walls and then it becomes narrower until the point it's right. I understand blockage. the process, but I don't understand. I understand that part of it, but I don't understand what it is. How does, how does something that you've eaten that is, has cholesterol. And that means many things. Cholesterol. Okay. Uh, but like whatever the thing is that we're talking fats. about, how does it get into your blood? Absorbed and it decide when you to eat like it. Stick to a part of your walls of your artery think about pouring grease down a sink it'll clog yeah. your pipe eventually if you keep doing it why is not your aren't you don't you run your hot water enough that it like melts the fat the grease i don't know i guess not i don't understand the world <laughs> i mean I looking understand. at I'm, I'm looking at some pictures here it looks like the cheese dip or like the bacon fat but isn't that just an, a rendering, like an illustration of it? No, here's one. Uh, if you look up, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it's actually pretty disgusting. Plaque in artery images. It's Ew. An abnormal, abnormal, and reversible accumulation of material. <gasps> yeah. See, look at that. Yeah, but what is that? What's thrombus? There you go. That's what. <laughs> What's a thrombus? What's a lipid core? I gotta stop with this shit. What's a thrombus cap? <laughs> I gotta... a lot. I, this is making me ask more questions. What is this shit? That's what I'm saying. What is it? Okay, but anyway, you gotta give yourself a break because you've been saying this forever, and so it doesn't make sense that all of a sudden it would be the case. No, it's not all it of would a be sudden. Building up over time. This makes perfect sense. I've been saying it forever. And time has passed, so it's had the opportunity to yes, build up. Yes, but you've had tests up until now. And I have not had. I have not had a test since I was like twenty-eight. No, if I, just like a year and a half ago, I thought you had a test, and they said like everything was fine. Your I didn't have an EKG or anything, or a, uh, I don't know if the EKG actually tests that, but you can do an ultrasound of your <laughs> arteries or something like that. No, but before that, you had. Like your cholesterol levels were okay. Ah, they were a little high. They were a bit high. Yeah, a bit. I could get them down. I should get them down. Well, you're very hard on yourself. And you know that's true. That's not. No, but this is real stuff and it runs in the family. I'm not just saying this. Oh, I'm being a hypochondriac. 
Like my grandfather had a giant heart attack at 59. He almost killed him. I mean, granted, he smoked nonstop and drank a lot of booze and probably <laughs> ate like shit. And I don't smoke. I haven't had a cigarette in almost 10 years. March will be 10 years. Wow, nice. Since I had a cigarette. Congrats. I thought about it in Maine because everyone goes outside and smokes cigarettes and people don't normally smoke. Oh, they do. But I feel like once I have one, well... At this point, it'll probably make me feel sick. I like. Yeah, I you miss, won't like it. I miss the idea of it, and I don't mind the smell of it. But having one cigarette, I fear, will be like, well, I did it, so I may as well just start up again. No, it. I also I miss being able to smoke. Because anytime I would go back to it, usually when I was like having a couple of drinks, it would be like, ew, you know. They would give me the whole, you know, I'd ask for like a drag. Or, you know, and they'd be like, here, you can have one. You're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want it. And then, because I would just put it out after, I would take like the one hit puff and then I would take the obligatory second one just because they gave me a whole one. I'd be like, ugh, gross. And then I'd regret it. I liked it. Because it is really gross tasting. I really liked it. No, I liked it too. It's so fun. Smoke pouring out of your mouth. So cool. Yeah. It's like a dragon. So much cooler than vaping. But it's Zapping. good. It's good that I've cut the that out, and booze really. Yeah. I don't drink that much anymore. Hmm. I'm sure you'd be fine. Yeah. Let's go get the tests at some point in a couple more years. You should. Maybe I should start eating salads. Okay. Have you ever had a salad that isn't just like lettuce and like carrots and tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff? Yeah, they make them here at the bodega where you can go in and you can say. Uh, they got it all laid out and it's fresh. And it's like, pick your... Yeah, like cranberry. Ugh, are you fucking kidding me? Cranberries. They're just... Well, like dried cranberries. Yeah, it's like raisins. raisins at that point. It's disgusting. They're great. No, no, they're craisins. They're not like raisins. They're no, not give, like... I'll get beets. No, you're wrong. They're good. Give me beets. Give me some heart of palm. Heart of palm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Ew. Did no, you want they're... dirt? It's not dirt. Uh, I can't taste any. I'm. I have like a block in my palate about what beets taste like because I can only taste dirt. Oh, you're, I thought you were talking about hardo palm. Hearte palm. No, but these beets don't taste like dirt. Yeah, every beet I've tasted tastes like dirt, but that's because I can't taste it. I don't know. Chickpeas. It's just like when my mom, my parents, you know, don't eat vegetables. My mom has like opened her boundaries just a little bit with like a roasted. Uh, something anyway like a roasted carrot you know she's like oh i like it but um when i get her to taste something that i think tastes delicious and it's a vegetable she'll be like tastes like dirt <laughs> i so, think they're good i also love yeah. the way they stain and they make you think something's wrong with you after you eat them because when you pee and poop <laughs> you love to play that little game with yourself <laughs> like oh i might be dying yes Oh no, I've have got you, blood in my stew. Have you looked at a fucking Wendy's menu recently, by the way? McDonald's is still pretty much the same. You know what uh -huh. you're going to get. And there's a Big Mac. There's a double quarter pounder with cheese, which I guess is pretty crazy. Maybe there's a triple. Uh, but, and I, I know that, you know, Hardee's started this crap where there's just absolutely insane burgers, but. That was the one thing. When I did get Wendy's, like, I don't know, let's give me a junior cheeseburger and like the small stuff because they have shit like the Italian mozzarella cheeseburger. 
And I and there's got eleven hundred calories in just one of these things, and it's pretty much topped with deep fried like a, a mozzarella stick, except it's a, a slab of it. Oh, I see it. So it's two patties and like a, a fried mozzarella on top, and then you these get three. And then there's like the there was one like a triple cheeseburger that's bourbon bacon triple cheeseburger. It's topped with fried onions and a shitload of bacon and three fucking patties. Thirteen hundred calories. (laughs) I don't like. Are people must be eating these? There's a pretzel bacon pub triple that's fifteen hundred thirty calories. Or Dave's triple. Like I don't know how you fucking fit that thing in your mouth. If you look at Dave's triple. So I assume, I'm not saying it's any better, but looking at what I got, I think I think I got a junior cheeseburger and a double stack. The junior cheeseburger is 290 calories and the double stack is 410. So when you compare that shit with a big bacon classic triple, I just, how the fuck are they? Like I, I the normal burgers aren't keeping them afloat. People are going for these monstrosities yeah these mutations of, of american fare oh well i was thinking about my 600 pound life and how i just saw a clip of one where like this guy woke up and ordered so much food for breakfast he ordered like the family whatever like the pancakes, the omelets, the sausages, like just so much food. I do think, you know, that it's, it's the mental part of it too, where it's like, what? Fuck it. I'm already here. There's no fucking going back. So just continue. And they're, you know, I think there is a drive. Well, to- and they get so much pleasure for Like they, you know, it is, it is an addiction, you know? Just, I figured and- like, there's, there's no going back. There is a drive to slow suicide. Like I just So you think that that's where you are, except you're very thin? <laughs> <laughs> just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy. True. Also, you walk every like your grandfather didn't walk well ever since, around New York City every day. Ever since COVID. That used to be the thing. It's like, wow, oh, I'm getting a lot of steps in because I'm going places. And since COVID and working from home, that's fucking fallen off. I should go out there and go on walks. I tried going to the gym, but I really hate it. I just hate it. I don't like dealing with the people. Like, there's, there's. You really, God, you really, you really are too up in your brain. Oh, when we went to the Edward no, Hopper. You're like, you're like those people that are manic depressives and like don't take their medicine because they love <laughs> being manic. I don't think it's that. <laughs> like, I kind of love being this neurotic. When we went to the Edward Hopper exhibit at the Whitney Museum, uh-huh. you know, I've expressed before on the show how much I like Edward Hopper. And mm-hmm. there were ticket times. I'm like, oh, they're limiting the number of people you get there. It's fucking packed. It's so fucking. And I'm angry that there's like these people are there to see this thing. And how can they hold the same views? They can't feel the same thing. It's like they did. I, I listen to the people speak and the things that they're saying about. Oh, the, they don't deserve to be there. No, they don't because they're making shit up and they can't just appreciate it for what it is. They got to break it down into all the small parts, which well, that's a thing that was born out of modern art. I'm not saying that there wasn't an appreciation at some point when people were doing representational art of 
the materials that went into it, but you're looking at it as a whole and if it makes you feel something. Does anyone feel anything from modern art? To me, that's how you gauge it. You you look at it and you're like, okay, I'm, this is making me think or feel. It's like modern art. It's like, but you got to understand that with the, the materials that went in and the rebellion against the representational art that happened, and then you get to postmodern art, and that's just, at that point, a small piece of the whole. It's like watching a second of a movie, and you're supposed to look at this thing and then expand from there. Oh, fuck you. I don't... Maybe. If I... Had a working imagination. <laughs> Could look at someone's pile of broken glass and create a backstory to how the broken glass got there. But your point is that you didn't think that the people that were at the Hopper exhibit deserved to. There's no way. It. There's no way they felt the same way I did. And if they did, then that I can't allow that because then that means uh, I'm not special. And I'm just like all these other people that I hate. <sighs> so. I was in a bad mood for a bit. I had to settle down before I, before I could enjoy it. I just yeah. I thought oh, then that it did. See, why, you get in your own way. Why did why is why on the ticket is there times for entry? You think there'd be limited? It meant nothing. It meant fucking nothing. Nobody checked any times. Once you were in the museum, you could just go into the exhibit. Yeah, that's annoying. I get it. So stop presenting it like it meant something. Yeah. Three thirty. Show up at three thirty. You come in. We could have showed up at one. They wouldn't. And there's other people just walking into the museum, and you can go to any floor at that point. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at a Doctor Now. What's his name? Oh yeah, Doctor Now Zarden from My Six Hundred Pound Life. Yes. And he said, <laughs> "There's a quote from him. That says, you have one month to lose thirty pounds.'" <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, making fun of the way the man speaks. <laughs> you have one month to lose thirty pounds. <laughs> it's also not difficult to lose the thirty pounds when you weigh that much. I watched The Biggest Loser, and those people used to be like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like, oh, no, 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 that's just well, that you know, that's part of like a huge scientific experiment. What is or study? I'm sorry, study. Um, the Biggest Loser contestants. But what do you mean? So they the way that they um, started uh, and then how they were and how they lo lost the weight and then the progress that they uh, either made or were unable to make after the show ended is has been a big part of learning about how your body deals with weight loss because there's a lot of, you know, the old adage of, well, you have to take in less calories than you put out. No. Yeah. Take in, yeah. Take in less calories than you put out. Um, but what can happen is when you're in this weird cycle of dieting is and, and calorie restriction is that your body and different bodies react differently to calorie restriction. So some bodies react in a way like, like people say where it's you know less in let less out whatever i'm saying um and others just adjust and say okay i need to hold on to all this because i'm not getting as calories as i want as my body wants so i'm going to hold on to all this and so it's more difficult to lose the weight so um all of that has come from 
um, a huge study into contestants from The Biggest Loser. So it was a public service is what you're saying. It turned out. I don't see the swan coming into any scientific experiments. Didn't one of the trainers have a heart attack? He did. I think it was one the of guy. the contestants died or something. No, but the trainer who's like in shape. He had a heart attack. Bob Harper. Well, see, there you go. And then Jillian Michaels. Well, Jillian Michaels is a real dickhead. What She's do you like, mean? if you gain a pound, you're a fucking loser. Yeah, and you got to motivate the people. No, she, like in her real life, she's like a terrible person. And Bob Hart- Harper had a heart attack in the gym in the middle of his workout. Well, yeah, you're probably pushing your body too far with not enough ener- like uh, fuel. So your body's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> he was unconscious for two days. And Damn, he, that's he, Im- that's that's really tough. That's really bad for you. He blamed his genetics. <laughs> See, eating disorder. Genetics just are to because, blame. Just just because you're fit does not mean that you don't have an eating disorder. All right, well, Mungo Jerry is the way to go. See, this melatonin didn't even kick in. You're not feeling shit. I'm feeling a little tired. No, you forgot. You forgot it because it's uh, late at night. It's ten twenty-two. No, I could. I mean, I've brushed my teeth and washed my face, so I'm ready to get in the bed. I got to stay up. Got to watch the episode of Last of Us. Oh, I need to start watching The Last of Us. It's hard for me to gauge what people get out of it if they haven't played the game. Because it's it's there's only like nine episodes in the season, and there's so much to cover that I feel like the show may be rushed for people who don't, oh. who don't know anything. People are loving the episodes, though. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad that they're liking it. I kind of want to play the game. Christina's been playing the games, and she never plays video games. And now she's obsessed. Like, even tonight, when I'm recording, check, should I bring the PlayStation downstairs? <laughs> she's been playing Aww. it all day. And she Cute. played it for hours. But, I mean, the game, she's already on the second game. Uh, and the second one. Second game. Huh? The second game? Yeah, there's a second Last of Us video Oh. Game. So she went, she beat it already? She beat the first one. Damn, it's fast. Which took probably 20 something hours. And she's on the second one, which looking back at my game, it says I played it for 33 hours. So that means it took me 33 hours to beat it. (laughs) Loser. Jillian Michaels has no time for you. It's crazy, the video games. You know, I think I bought that for $60. That's a good value to get 33 hours of. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, when I talked about homescapes and how the game never ends. It's not a good value. And I've spent more money probably on that than I have on an actual video game that a whole team of people worked on and put a lot of thought and time into. Yeah. And, you know, people complain about the cost. It's like when we were kids, Nintendo games were 40, 45, $50. Yeah, I think they were 50. And then, you know, for these games to get to this length and be this layered. It's a pretty good value, I think. But then you get into the thing where Rockstar pushes their employees to the brink of death and they don't pay them well, which is probably true. I mean, not the death part, but they probably don't get paid that well. I don't care. I can swim in San Andreas. So the first time I I went off the cliff and into the water, I was like, fuck. And then I was like, oh, I can swim. Wee. 
Yeah, see, Tommy. Because in Vice City, you always died immediately. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, Tommy couldn't swim. Mm-mm. Now swimming's a big part of it. And he lived in Miami. What are you doing? <laughs> Mungo Jerry. All right, I'll take your shot. How long does it go Already on? Did. How long does the treatment last? I don't know. Uh, I think that people like increase and increase and increase their dosage and then come back down and like try and manage on lower and lower dosages until they s- stop. Well, there's ingesting. withdrawal. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's withdrawal. I think it's more like you start having cravings again. and I don't know. I'm just going for it. What the fuck? An alligator was captured in the Prospect Park Lake. It's the big park in what? Brooklyn. Why the hell was there an alligator in there? <laughs> People that buy them on the street or something. <laughs> little ones. I have They're to like... say, well, I'm sorry to change the subject like that, but I, that just popped up. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? When I first moved here. Oh, went... and the toilets. Wasn't that a thing? Well, I went to a pet store because my roommate had a dog and we went to like get food and stuff. And it was a weird shady pet store. And the guy was talking about <laughs> selling exotic pets and, yeah. <laughs> and oh, God. that he could get you things probably like an alligator. Can but, you imagine like what animal, what, what exotic animal did he have in the back? Just like in a sad cage. <laughs> well, apparently this alligator was in no shape to, well, it's been a pretty warm winter. It's cold enough where this alligator was barely alive, so they are calling it a rescue. Oh, okay. It wasn't attacking anyone. All right. I'm glad he made it. Well, by the hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to promote that anymore. Love you. Bye. No reason to promote it.